This is 77 WABC Sports. Here's Mike Didino. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the 77 WABC Sports Podcast. I'm Mike Didino with my good pal, friend, associate, lover, Philip Dixon. Phil, wow, you, you lost doing? me in the last one. I'm, I'm all right. Well, we're going to change the name of the podcast right now. So, what's yeah, your new name? I've been spitballing, and I because I was, it's been what, what's the name? Seventy-seven WABC Sports it, Podcast. It's, pretty generic. No, it's like it's like interviews, interviews with Mike Dino. I haven't been able to get many interviews. Do well, you yeah, think it, if I bring Lisa Ann, that would be a bad interview? Like, I don't see why it would be bad in any way. Do you think I? You think that'd be frowned upon if I said, "Hey, Chad, I'm bringing a porn star mm-hmm. into the office." Well, she's interview. not a porn star anymore. She's not a porn star anymore. No, because I'm gonna tease it right now. Lisa Ann said she would come in. Yeah, bring her in. Insert Jimmy mm-hmm. Butler meme. Which one? The one that I like, you could you could put that in there. Yeah, nice. That's why. All right, just go on. What's the new name? Uh, I like. I was I was spitballing because you know we have the whole concept of I know a lot about the NBA. You're kind of more of a casual when it comes to it, and I don't mean casual in like an insulting way. You know, no, I, I don't watch not, it much. Yeah, exactly. And same thing goes with football. Vice well, you're, you're not even a casual in football. Let's be real. Let's be real. That's you're like a, that's like a compliment. No, you ain't nothing. You ain't you ain't nothing in football. I think I, I probably watch more football than you do basketball. That is simply incorrect. No, it's not. I watch a lot of basketball. I don't know why you don't think I watch a lot of basketball. I watch a game a night now. I watch okay. one game every night. I I can you you can't even do that in football because it's not even a game oh, on. So every then night. you do not watch more basketball than I watch football. Well, or it's football impossible. Than I watch basketball. So then it's an, all right. Say the name. We tend to get sidetracked a lot. The casual and the connoisseur. I don't know what connoisseur means. It's like, you know, someone who's uh, like smart in a topic. Oh, nice. They're like, you, so you're telling me smart. Oh, wow. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, I was thinking more of myself, and I was like, I guess I have to kind of hook All right, so what do you want to talk about today? Football's dead pretty much, right? Well, there was big news earlier in the week. What, like, Joe Mixon shooting somebody? Well, that was yesterday, yeah. Oh, okay, what was the big uh, news? The, Tom Brady. Oh, retired. yeah, Tom Brady retired. I was spot on about that, was I not? I told my mom, I was, I was talking to my parents yesterday, and I was like, yeah, I was uh, I was on the money with the Brady stuff. And she was like, didn't everybody say Brady was going to retire? I knew he was going to. And I was like, mom, shut up and don't I think talk it was to me probably, ever again. I, if I had to, like, well, Bomani Jones was on the Sid Rosenberg show, and he said that he was going to play again. So Bomani oh, well, was Bomani said wrong. it then. I, th- I think it was probably like general crowd, if I had to guess, probably 60-40 in line with him retiring. Yeah. I think most... Like I think most if you've people, watched him play this year, how could you possibly and think he was going to come back? Even if you like remove how he played and just like where his life's been, he's 45 years old, he just lost his wife, it's kind of like, yeah, it's really not a shock. The most messed up thing about this whole situation is that his wife, Giselle, looks just like Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> it's, it's messed up. It's kind of funny, honestly. Oh, man. They just have long hair. That's, that's the only thing. No, Giselle looks like Trevor Lawrence. Can we pull up a BAM image? I have an image. Here it is. Bang. Tell me they don't look alike. You see this? Um, so Tom Brady retired, which is pretty big. I mean, there's, you know, what, what could you say that hasn't been said a thousand times? He's the greatest player of all time, the greatest quarterback of all time, most winningest quarterback of all time, has every statistical uh, all-time stat. I see here you have the Mike Francesa cut. I saw that one. Yeah, so that's what I kind of want to talk about because it's interesting, right? Uh, Mike Francesa was uh, on... Do you have it? Uh, no, we don't have it because uh, preparation, you know, it's... Uh, whatever, we're not going to get into that. But... Uh, Mike Francesa was on first take earlier in the week, and he made a pretty good point, right? Uh, he said longevity, it's, it's undoubtedly Brady, right? You can't really argue that. No one's done it, uh, been that great for as long as he has, and probably never will be, likely. But um, he, he made a good point. He said, I don't think he's the best regular season quarterback ever or the best Super Bowl quarterback ever. He said, regular season, I have Peyton Manning, and uh, Super Bowl, I have uh, Joe, Montana. He said Joe Montana. 
I almost said Tony Montana. Uh, he had Joe Montana. But what does that really mean? Like, I know. I, don't, I, don't, what, what no, is... I, I, I know you mean, right? It doesn't. And we, Francesca even said that. But they, and they, you know, they said like everything considered, do you still think he's not? Do you think he's not the greatest of all time? He goes, no, I do. But so, it, it's I know it's kind of like picking it apart. But I, I never like thought about it in that way to separate it. And those, and also you kind of do. There's like a middle ground that you never really cover with just the postseason in general. Like it's not like you just have a regular season and then you play in the Super Bowl. There's uh just overall postseason. And I think overall in the postseason, Tom Brady is still number one. You know he said. Well, from a from a statistical standpoint, Peyton Manning is probably a regular, a better regular. I, I agree. If you look I, at the stats, Brady I think was so never. Too. I mean, Brady's had some. In really 07, good years, he was but, like near perfect. But yeah. besides that, I mean, he has three MVPs. It's nothing to be shot. But like again, Where's Manning on four. Uh, Payton has four. Payton has four. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers might be a better regular season quarterback than Tom Brady. Yeah, he I might think be. I think it's arguable, right? Yeah, you could. Sure. If you don't value winning, then sure. <laughs> no, seriously, what do you value at the end of the day? What is the only thing that matters? I, you know? I don't think there's only one thing that matters. I think that in football, there's a lot of things that matter. Does, you, why you, you, does you, anything other than winning matter? Because you, you, when you're a quarterback, you can't control how well your defense does. If you have the worst defense in the league and you're the best quarterback ever, you're not going to win. Man, I'm a, I'm a you win know that. type of guy. I, it, wins matter, but quarter, like, quarterbacks can only do so but much. But now, does That's that all. argument go out the window when guys like Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, go 7-0? and Because I was always on the... It's funny enough, because I was always on the Jimmy Garoppolo wins bandwagon. And now I'm on the Jimmy Garoppolo cannot go to the New York Jets because it'd be a travesty bandwagon. It's that's that's kind of where you have the NFL is all about scheme. Yeah, and for the most part, you have that's where you have like the you know the other side of that coin where you have guys like Jimmy Garoppolo and Brock Purdy who win that aren't great quarterbacks, and you have you know fantastic quarterbacks that aren't winning as much. It's like I'm not. No one's going to sit here and argue that uh, that Brock Purdy's a better quarterback than than you know like a Herbert, right? Well, right now, today, let me ask you a question. And this mm-hmm. is a tad off topic, but right now, today, who's a better quarterback, Brock Purdy or Tom Brady? I still think it's Tom Brady. Yeah. If you had one game to have a quarterback... You take Brady. You, but okay, you, what about one season? I'd still probably take Brady. Next season, if you could, if, if the 49ers have the option next year to have Tom Brady as their quarterback or Brock Purdy as their quarterback, who would they take? Uh, Tom Brady. I think I think it's pretty easy. Actually. Kind of be a slap to the face of Brady if you didn't take him. Yeah, no, for sure. And, and, and actually, now that like when you put them in the same scenario, I don't even have to think about it. They would. Like, I think everyone would pick Brady. He could have a down season, but oh, would everybody pick Tom Brady? I, everyone smart would pick Tom Brady. I think everyone. Ra- there's gonna be people who. Oh, hello. And there's gonna be people who, uh, you know, try to be contrarians here. And well, Brock Purdy he did go seven. It, Brock Purdy has never lost an NFL game. Regular season. He's never. Uh, I guess hey, he, he didn't lose that playoff he, game. He that don't played. Count. He played three. He had three, three, three passes. That don't count. It counts. Um. All right. Move on. What do you think about Joe Mixon? Yeah, I, mean, I know. No. By the way, I go in this. I know almost nothing except for. Why don't he, you read up on it? You come in here. You say that you want to do this podcast, and you don't know anything about Joe I, Mixon. I figured I just had to. Did put you not it read my WABC Sports article? I sent it to Greg Kelly. I thought he was going to post it on his Twitter. He just said, "Wow." I said, "Feel free to post on your Twitter," and he never answered. I wouldn't. I'm not shocked that you did. Did you read my 12 uh, page article? I did read your article oh, you on like your All Star Reserves, and it gets me frustrated because I don't think you use your time right. Blah blah blah. I think you're a great writer. I've always told you that, but I think you could uh, work smarter rather than harder. But the Joe Mixon, he threatened here. I'm not going to say what you said, but he threatened some female. What I said. Because we're we're a classy podcast, we don't curse on here. <laughs> Joe Mixon, he threatened a, a woman with a podcast with a with a gun. He threatened her with a podcast. I'm gonna gun. put a microphone in your face. And you're gonna talk stop, to me about stop, politics stop, for an stop, hour. Stop! 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 He pointed the gun. This is a serious matter. He pointed, ah. No, no, no. It's just a serious matter. You're not gonna joke around for once in your life. Joe Mixon, he pointed a gun at a woman's head, and now he's gonna get off scotch free. 
Yeah, that's what happens when you're... the second time he's had a problem with a woman. The first time was way back in 2014. Freshman year at Oklahoma. Now, he punched a woman in the face. Now, the backstory on that is she called him the word that you don't use anymore. And some other things. <laughs> Anymore. Yeah, yeah. It's All right. Regardless, um, there's but not Joe much. Should, Joe makes him be allowed to play in the NFL next year. Dude, we, how many times have we seen the conduct policy just be thrown out the window? Well, he gets suspended. A, a game. He'll get two games. Two probably. games, yeah, for that. it's uh, if, if you're smoking weed or gambling, that's like the cardinal sin. Well, smoking weed's done now. Now it is. But, uh, you know, you ruin the prime of one of the best wide receivers ever. Cause of, oh, relax, ever. He, I, I mean, all right, relax. Yeah, ever? He had, How he, dare you? He had he, one good season. He was fantastic. He had one good season. You ruined a possible breakout receiver because he smoked weed, just like everybody else in America does. And last year ruined the, uh, you know, Calvary. arguably, yeah. The, what the about the Sean Watson, bro? You got screwed over too. Uh, that's one. Like you know, that's why I think I think people like Watson and and Mixon should be apprehended like like a civilian, but it's never going to happen. So the charges get dropped in, in Mixon's case. And Wat- now, the, do the charges get just dropped because he's got a good agent, good lawyer, and a lot of money? There's probably some payouts. Like, I, I don't think they probably got dropped with, with no, no one getting some how money. How can charges get... If I pointed a gun at... If I pointed a gun at your head right now, yeah. I would not be employed here anymore. Correct? Yes. So why is Joe Mixon still employed? Because you don't bring in uh, the ad the revenue. The yeah, it's, it's, that's what it is. They, they, they get, about they the get preferential, yeah, preferential pre- treatment. It's a hard thing to say. Preferential treatment. Uh, and also, if you have money. Money rules the world. You could be... So Joe Mixon's a scumbag. It, it took you this long to come to this conclusion? The punch in the face? You're like, you know what? Maybe he has the retribution arc here. He could really turn things around. Yeah, he, he's just not a good person. There's a lot of athletes who are horrible people. T- tons of them. Is it ever warranted? Uh, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go there. All right. I don't even want to no, know what you're talking about. I don't want to go there. But that's what I, I honestly, when it comes to like that's the stuff that you completely lose me when when there's like legal stuff in sports. Like I just I don't I I, I watch sports for the sport. If they're bad people, it makes it it makes it easier for me to root against them. But that's pretty much it. Like there's only so much I could do. What am I gonna do? Well, this is the, it's just funny ball you say my that. Fist and scream at my because TV. Greg Kelly always says, "Why do you watch sports? Why do you look up to these guys? These guys are all criminals." And he's just that's like totally generalizing. They're all yeah, all criminals. Yeah, they're all, it's just like any other field. Like I mean. You talk about any other field, there's going to be scumbags. I mean, you're a scumbag. Fair. There's a lot of scumbags at work. I, mean, I never, I haven't uh, pointed a gun at a woman's face yet, though. Okay, well, congratulations. There's still, there's still time. There's still time. Now, I have once or twice. That's fair. I mean, it depends how much money they owe you. But I agree. I don't like getting into the politics of sports. Listen, I like football because I enjoy the product. Do I think Joe Mixon's a scumbag? Yes, he is a scumbag. I'm a big give everybody a second chance type of guy, no matter what happens. And he kind of lost. I don't know the, the amount of the amount of like because you know I'm the basketball guy. The amount of guys that kind of casually have like uh, sexual assault allegations or domestic abuse allegations or anything in between, and they kind of like, you don't even like realize it. Like, did you know that that Derrick Rose had a rape allegation yes. against them, and he literally admitted to not knowing the definition of consent when him and his uh, friends had whatever it was. It's and people kind of and he's one of the most beloved players in the league. People don't even realize that. No, they don't. It, and, it, and now he, and I love him too. It's funny. Kendrick Nunn, did you know that he uh, pour, poured boiling hot water on his girlfriend in college? I heard a story did you know, like it's, that. It's, there's a countless guy, and these are just like two off the top of my head. There's countless, if you look at like, there's well, you say Latino. countless guys, but if you think about everybody that's played in the NBA over X amount of years, it's it's a small majority. Yeah, yeah. It's But there's like a lot in when you when you add them up. You know, there, sh- there shouldn't be 10 guys in the league right now that like abuse their wives or... 
uh, sexually assaulted someone or yada, yada, yada. Anthony Lamb, he's like the, you know, a new piece on the Warriors. And, oh, this guy might earn himself a contract. He's currently battling like four different sexual assault cases. It's, and you don't even hear about it. It just kind of gets swept in the rug. How much of a hypocrite is Steve, Steve Kerr? God damn it, I hate Steve Kerr. But go on. Uh, yeah, it's not Josh Primo. He just he, this is a guy who's just. Oh, he was on the Spurs with uh, nineteen years old. Yeah, with Greg Popovich too. He, what happened to him? Uh, I think he exposed himself to a member of the. No, staff. but he exposed himself to the member. Now, what? what ha- is he still? In the uh, no, and now he's out of the league. He's out of the league. He, and he's he, and I loved it too. He, I remember he got released. Uh, or he, he yeah he, he got waived, which was like everyone at the time. Some everyone's like something serious just happened. You don't waive a nineteen year old no. first round pick. Oh, a he's lottery a first pick. round pick. He's a lottery year? pick. No, two years ago. This was going to be a sophomore year. Uh, you don't wave, an, and he was the youngest player in the draft last year. You don't just wave a guy like that for no reason, right? And everyone's like, something serious happened. And then uh, Josh Primo, of course, goes out to the public, says, "I'm working on my mental health. Uh, I'm going to take time to work on myself." And like, and people are like, "Oh, is he all right?" The next day comes out, "Oh, oh, well, we know." So does a guy out. like that deserve a second chance, or should he just be banned from? You know, that's that's where I'm not Adam Silver. I think there should be suspensions in place and punishment for sure. Uh, I don't, and I'm not going to downplay it and be like, well, you know, the guy, people make mistakes. That's not a mistake. You do that on purpose. It's not up to me. He's a 19. So, like, he's a 19. Like, Joe Mixon, the first situation, the first first. Yeah, clearly match. he's a repeat offender. No, but Joe Mixon, his first. So, yeah, I agree. After you have the second offense, I'm off. But the first offense, 19 years old. I've made a lot of bad decisions. I've said a lot of bad things. I haven't pointed a gun in anyone's head. And I haven't punched a woman in the face. But I've done things that I've regret when I was 19 years old. Should you be, should you live the rest of your life? In regret or in, there should be some punishment. But I, I'm thankfully I'm not the guy that determines that because I feel like there's no correct answer. You know, you suspend him forever, and people are gonna be happy with that. But is it the right thing to do? I mean, I, honestly, some of these times probably yeah, it is the right thing to do. But thankfully, I'm not in that position. That's a tough position to be in because there's is. no win if you're the commi- commission. Like that's why every commissioner is always hated. Take a guy like me. I'm a I'm on I'm one of the top tier fantasy football commissioners in the industry, and it's a, it's a. It's a thankless job. It's a thankless job. Uh, well, all right. Don't give yourself too much praise. I, I feel like you're. I feel like you're like a. To, uh, you're like a. You know, totalitarian kind of guy. Why, why would you? I, say I just feel like, like you'd be the type of person to ban someone from a league forever for oh, like absolutely. The, the slightest thing. Absolutely. Like they wave. They wave their first. Massive dictatorship. They wave their first round it. draft pick, and you're like, you wave the guy who picked them up off waivers and the guy who did it forever, right? Yeah. No, um, my, my league mates know that I run a dictatorship, and, 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 and they sign up for that every year still. They still do. They still come back every damn year. <laughs> Whether or not I have them by the balls is up to you to decide, but um, I run a dictatorship, and I'm happy with what I'm When's doing. the last time you won the league that you ran? Uh, I am a two-time, I'm a two-time champion. It's 14, man. It's tough to win that league. I got, a th- I got two rings. Only one person has more rings than me. So. Right. Um, Those rings. I'm, I'm kind of done with Joe Mixon. I honestly, like, I don't care. No, don't I, I, I don't. Don't, I don't mean don't. I don't care. And like, what he did like doesn't matter because it does. But it's it sucks because I, I, I like him as a player too. I, yeah, and then now it's gonna be easier to root against them. And the Bengals are kind of like a fun team to everyone. Kind of likes them, you know. They're 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 one of those teams where they have great receivers. Joe Mixon's great. Uh, Joe Burrow, like, no one hates them unless you're playing against them. It's it's one of those teams that's kind of pretty easy to root for. That's good. Samaje P. Ryan season. Mike, <sighs> shut up. Who is that? That was Luke. Luke. That was Luke Lerano. Yeah, Luke. You, uh... Ah, I'm gonna be nice to Luke. All right, he, what do you want to go to? 
Um, I don't care about Joe Mixon anymore. Because uh, I, and this, I'm going to leave it at this. I just don't care. Not because what he did isn't wrong. It's wrong. I want him to be punished. But I don't care because he's not going to get uh, nearly the punishment he should. And after a year, he's going to have one game where he gets like three rushing touchdowns. People are going to be like, yeah, this guy, look at this guy. Yeah, 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 fantasy third, football, third, blah, yeah, blah, blah. He got me 35 points in one game. Yeah, and then people are going to forget. So. Hey, Joe Mixon had the most fantasy points in the game this season. Yeah, like people forget. Right? People forget. I don't, Joe I, Main Mixon, baby. I don't Put some respect that. on his name. Just kidding. That was a joke. All right, let's um, talk about some basketball because yeah, who cares this is about your football? Time to shine now. Stupid. Anyway, um, yesterday, big news for me. This is like my uh, my Super Bowl. Actually, this time of the year is my favorite time of the year. Other than I, I love the off season. July first is my favorite day of the year. So I love having a thousand notifications and trying to figure out who's on what team. And um, but this is my second favorite time of the year, where you get all star selections. You get your like mid season. You get you make your little mid season report cards and your mid season award. I love doing mid season awards and uh, season awards, and you get your all stars and you get your trade deadline all bunched into one. This is fun. We got our all stars yesterday, our reserves. Last week we got our all star starters. I'll go through the starters in the East. The guards were Kyrie Irving, Donovan Mitchell, uh, in the front court, Kevin Durant, Jason Tatum, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Over in the West, the starters were Stephen Curry, Luka Doncic as the guards, and in the front court, LeBron James, Zion Williamson, and Nikola Jocic. Right, I have Jokic. a lot of questions. So this segment is going to be me asking you a lot of questions. That's fair. Okay. First question. So you name your starters, and you look at the starters, and the East does not have a center, and the West does. Yes. So why don't they just choose the best five guys? These That's a great question. Everyone wants that. Everybody wants that. It's stupid, right? And also, good thing you asked that too, because now you go over to this. This is universal with NBA awards. NBA award voting based on position is dumb, unless the, except for the defense, because I don't want five centers on the all defense yes, team. Because realistically, that's probably what it would end up being. But uh, for for you know all NBA and uh, for a uh, all star like this, you should have maybe I think at the very least have front court and back court, but yeah, all NBA has a center. DeAndre Jordan. He was playing uh, in, in a time in the mid-2010s where there was, it was completely devoid of centers, right? The best centers were like uh, Joakim Noah and DeAndre Jordan and Marcus Saul and your uh, DeMarcus Cousins. Now you have this era where centers are kind of coming back. You have the two best players in the league over the last three years already, uh, in the regular season at least, where Nikola Jokic and Joel Embiid, both centers. DeAndre Jordan has more All-NBA first-team selections than Joel Embiid. Wow. How many does he have? One. He made one. Joel Embiid's never made the All-NBA first team. Because he's got Joker, right? Because every year he's made four second teams because every year in the last four years, and this year might happen again. So how would you do that then? Just how w- let them have two centers. Have, have three front court guys. Your, your small you, forwards, have to, you can't do five guards. That's unfair. No. But I don't think there's ever been a season where the five best players in the league have all been guards. So what would you do? How would you change it? I, I, honestly, you could do best five. I'm, I'm totally okay with that. I get the idea of it because you're trying to build a team. Because I like how they do it in football, but football is a little different. Well, f- yeah, football is easy to pick by position because positions are very yeah. straightforward. In in uh, basketball, positions are fluid. Because like, obje- every every team, I guess the objective is every position's objective in the NBA is the same thing. It, it was different because th- this was done 30 years ago. It's much different than it was now. Back then, a point guard and a center were much different. This, this, now in the NBA, in the era that we're in, Nico Jokic is the starting point guard for the uh, Denver Nuggets. He's the number one primary ball hunter, the best playmaker in the entire league. And, you know, we, we normalize that he's a center. Luka Doncic, what position is he? Everyone says point guard. He's listed as a guard. Who does he guard? Forwards. It's 
you know, it's different based on what position you play offensively and defensively. But even then, positions are much more fluid than one than it was back then. I, in my idea, in my head, I do three positions. I think at all times on the floor, there's one point, the point guard, two wings, and two bigs. Whether or not it's you play small ball, a guy like Jay Crowder usually plays small And that's how they should ball. do what? The all-star game I, I in the think first I team? I like that a lot more. Even well, it, isn't that what they're doing? Is that what they're doing? No, they're doing positions. They're doing. So who's the center in the East? There's no, it's front court. They're do, just doing okay. front court and guards. And then it's weird, too, because for the reserves, it's mandatory to have two guards, three front court, and two wild cards. So you can't have all guards or all uh, big men, you know, yada, yada. But... It's 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 stupid because then you start do, you start laying it out and you're like you have this weird conundrum in the east there's so many be- more better like front court guys and in the west there's a lot more guards that deserve to start like in the east I think uh it's obvious that Donovan Mitchell and Kyrie Irving are nowhere near the level of a guy like Joel Embiid who was snubbed from the starters which by the way you know I need to get into I don't care that you have Kevin Durant Jason Tatum and Yasin Antetokounmpo. Joel Embiid's been better than all three of those guys. It's very close between all of them. I mean, it's hard to argue that Mitchell deserves it over Embiid, but that goes in because the position. Well, Mitchell deserves it a lot, you're telling, a lot more you, than Kyrie. You're telling me Durant, Tatum, and, and oh yeah, well, I guess more than Kyrie. I mean, you can play with one guard. Yes, especially when like Kevin Durant and Jason Tatum yeah. aren't like centers. They're especially in the All Star game when it means nothing. That's that's kind of the point too. And it, it's a stupid it's stupid because this is you know a career accolade and like you're. You're in X amount of time All Star starter. That's kind of that kind of means something, and you get you get snubbed from it. It's, I mean, everyone re- acknowledges that Joel Embiid's a lot better than Kyrie and Donovan Mitchell, but it's kind of one of those things that it's at this point like just give it to him. I have a lot more questions. Okay. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So the reserves. Yeah, so you want you want me to start listing the reserves? I should. I feel like I should just get that out of the way. Go do them. East reserves: Joel Embiid headlining the East. Tyrese Halliburton, Demar Derozan, Jalen Brown, Julius Randle, Drew Holiday, and Bam Adebayo. All right, stop. Okay, there's your East. My initial reaction as a casual NBA fan is, how is Julius Randle better than anybody that you listed as a snub? More so being James Harden, Jimmy Butler, or Trey Young. Is he having a better year than any of those guys? No, and I would I would actually swap out. I, I think honestly, every guy I've listed, I, the snubs I've listed were Pascal Siakam, James Harden, Jimmy Butler, Jalen Brunson, Darius Garland, and Trey Young. I think he, he probably had the worst of all of those guys. Well, he's Julius clearly Randall. the worst player, but that's not what this award is. Yes, it's, it's, it's a regular season award. Yes. Like you, we're a gonna, half a season award. We're going to see in the playoffs. You know, people made fun of back in 2021 that year when he was the All NBA Second Team All Star. That was the year where the the main target of the playoffs that was getting absolutely destroyed was Julius. No, was oh. Ben Simmons. Oh yeah, that, that was that, that was the, the death of Ben Simmons, and he still hasn't recovered since then, both on the court and off the court. That was the absolute death of him. That Hawk series. Guess who played the Hawks in the series prior? The Knicks. Not only did the Knicks not lose in seven like the Sixers did, they lost in five. And Julius Randle played worse. Awful. He he, he shot like twenty seven percent from the field. Couldn't hit a free throw. Averaged like 14 points per game. He was horrendous. Well, think about Julius Randle. I've said this a lot. He's not a great... 
Julius Randle is a good NBA player, right? He is not an all-star. He is not a first or second team all-NBA. He is a good player. He's a good second or probably third best player on a team if you want to have a championship contender. But he's just not an all-star. I, in my, in my mind, it's it's extremely hard to build a championship roster around Julius Randle. Even I mean, as a second or third guy. Just finding like the construction to build around a guy like that. A, uh, pretty much a center who doesn't really pass. I mean, he's a whatever. He's a big. He doesn't really pass too well. Uh, he made one good pass at the end of the game last night. He also had another crucial turnover. I don't know if you watched that game at all. I didn't end up catching the end of it. I ended up turning on uh, some Warriors Nuggets because those are two fetishized teams of mine. But uh, Julius Randle is... You know, he puts up good counting stats, which is a lot of what people look at, which, you know, bothers me to no end. Because basketball is so much more than points, rebounds, assists. Especially when, when you're a big man, your, your counting stats get absolutely blown up because it's so much easier to, to inflate it with rebounds, which out of the three is by far and the least... And field goal percentage. Yeah, and it, it's by far the least valuable of the three stats. You know, I, scoring I is got more questions. Playmaking. Hold on, I just want to get one more thing about Julius Randle. He's one of those guys that you... It's, it's about, it's about okay. Randle still. All right, you, go on. You, you, can, you can see he'll put up good stats. He'll put up 21, 20 and 11 every game, blah, blah, blah. He's one of those guys you like watching him. I watched the Knicks a ton this season. You watch the Knicks, and he's a guy who put up good stats for forty-five minutes, and he and, falls apart. And in the, the last the three minutes, you just watch it, and you're like, "What is happening? What is like?" It's too often that he becomes damaging to his own team in the end of the games. Where, I, and also, I just think he's not even the best player on his team I, this year. Brunson's better than him constantly. I think Brunson's been the best. Most consistently, the best player on that team. That being said, Julius Randle is a good NBA player. I don't he's think he's carved, bad at all. Yeah. He's carved out a nice career for himself. Is he an All Star? No. This year, no. I, I think in 2021 he had a very good claim at it. His defense was a lot better than it was this year. He was actually shooting the ball. He was shooting like 40 percent from three. Then it was kind of undeniable. You know, he's he's going to be an All Star. Blah blah blah. I didn't have him as an All NBA guy personally, but All Star, sure, whatever. Uh, this year, I don't I don't buy, it, especially when you consider these snubs. All right. A few questions about. The Knicks, because this is in New York, so we're gonna we're gonna base our content around the Knicks. Um, my buddy brought up a brought up an interesting question yesterday. He said if you if you took Jimmy Butler, you took him off the Heat, and you put him on the Knicks, <laughs> yeah, would they be would they be not? I mean, they they'd be good, right? Well, here's my thing. So at first I laughed at him, but I said, wait, the Heat are championship contenders, and are, is the Knicks? They've had a down year. Are the, are the Knicks roster better than the Heat's roster? So if you were to, if you were to choose the three best players on the Knicks Heat, let's take out Jimmy Butler, and say the three best players on the Knicks and Heat are who? On on the Knicks and Heat, if you c- combined all those guys, who'd be the oh be- the, the remainders with Jalen yeah. Brunson and uh, Bam Adebayo are the two best you know remaining uh, by far. Who's better I, out of those? If you had to build Bam Adebayo, very very much, by, very by, much by, by a lot. Is Adebayo that good? He had a good game last night. He's, I mean, he's a consistent defensive player of the year candidate, and now he's he's averaging like twenty two points per game. And that's like the one thing that Jalen Brunson... Jalen Brunson's... He, he, he's having the best year of his career, but in the stuff that he was great at last year, he's kind of going down. And like he was, he was always a tremendous finisher for his size. And this year is by far the worst finishing around the rim. Uh, his playmaking, I think he's more of a point guard than ever. I think most of that is because he's not sitting next to Luka. Luka has the ball in his hands a lot. Jalen Brunson gets more opportunity to create. But uh, no, I don't think it's even like relatively uh, an argument for, for Jalen Brunson. But Bam, Hero or Barrett? Tyler Hero. Really? Yeah. Interesting. That's, that's an interesting RJ take. RJ Barrett's another one of those guys that, like, you he has, more often than you'd like, he has games where you, he damages the Knicks. Like, Does Tyler Hero have those games? Tyler Hero, he'll have, because he's, you know, a, a volume shooter. So he'll have his games where he goes, like, three for, you know, 12 from the field, and you're like, all right, Hero had a stinker, but... I, I, and he's not the best defender, but Barrett, Barrett, more often than not, just has, like, these, like, down-the-stretch bad possessions, 
two games ago against the Lakers, he he didn't even play the fourth quarter. Like it's you have a lot of. of he had those, thirty last night though. He had thirty last night. He has those games. He had he had a like a great scoring game against the uh, who was it? the the Knicks and Nets when that that game in Barclays hmm. uh, a couple week uh, last weekend. Uh, he he was scoring the ball well, but then you look at it like every time he was on the floor, uh, the Knicks were just getting destroyed. Uh, let's go to the West now. We only have about five more minutes. Okay. West reserves. Let's go through them. John Morant, Shea Gilgis Alexander, Jaron Jackson Jr., DeMontis Sabonis, Damian Lillard, Laurie Markkinen, first time All Star, Paul George. So the casual like me looks at this list and says Jaron Jackson, Laurie Markkinen, those are the. Those are the guys that, to me, are a surprise. Yeah, uh, Laurie Markkinen was like undoubtedly an All Star this year. Undoubtedly, he's he's so good. How did he revitalize his career? I, you know, I I don't he, he I think last year in Cleveland was a huge year for him personally because JB Bickerstaff did something that uh, not many coaches have the balls to do, and they said, "F it, I'm totally embracing." Uh, my size, that's the one thing I have on my team. Like, like, la- like you know, last 10 years, the whole thing, small ball, small ball, small ball. J.B. Bickerstaff just said, F that. I'm going as large as possible. I'm going to hide my two guards who have very big defensive uh, deficiencies, and I'm going to counter that by having, you know, two of the best big defenders in the entire NBA in Evan Mobley and Jared Allen, and he stuck Lord Markkinen as a, as a small forward, you know, whatever that, that was, and I think that opened up his offensive game a ton. Since then, he's he's been so much more willing to kind of work the ball with the ball, uh, work the game with the ball in his hands a lot more. He didn't get that opportunity in Chicago with Jimmy Butler with uh, that year we had Dwayne Wade, Jimmy Butler, Rajon Rondo. He didn't get that too much last year with Darius Garland uh, having the ball a lot. Colin Sexton gets the ball. You know you have Karis LeVert, yada yada yada. This year he's number one. I mean you got you have a lot of ball handlers on that team. You have Mike Conley, you have uh, Sexton following him there. You have. Jordan Clarkson, but he when he creates, you know, he's he's great because he could create and he's a secondary scorer. His efficiency scoring is ridiculous this year, putting up like twenty five a game. He's been the bright spot on a team that hasn't had very many bright spots. Actually, now that I think about it, they, they're really not that bad of a team for a team that's tanking. They have a ton of picks. Oops, oh, dude, we don't curse here. Oh, uh, well, we'll have to bleep it. Um, they have a ton of ticks, uh, picks. Uh, they have Walker Kessler, who's one of the best rookies. This year, uh, they got a ton from both Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. I mean, they're they're a fun team, and Laurie Markkinen has been the brightest spot on that team. Right, you got any final thoughts before we wrap it up? Uh, yeah, there's no reason in hell that uh, James Harden should not be an All Star. It's no ridiculous. reason. It's it's so he's the biggest snub to you out of everybody. Not even close to. Uh, actually, I th- you know now that I broke it down, I think uh, there's a huge case for Anthony Davis over Jaron uh, Jackson. Anthony Davis is so tiring. Every time I watch the guy, he's hobbling, he's on the floor, he's before, tiring. Before he had that stretch where he got it, uh, that, that stretch of time he missed where he was injured, he was like, that, that like, two, three-week stretch, he was like legitimately a top-five player in the NBA. I mean, Jaron Jackson's on the same league as him, right? When both are on the floor? Or? That's the thing, too. It's like, Jaron Jackson right now is probably the favorite. I think uh, sports books have him as like a, a pretty big, like a two-to-one favorite for a defensive player of the year. He's averaging like four and a half wow. blocks per game. He's still scoring the ball well, 16 points per game. Uh, he's a better defender than Anthony Davis. You know, regular season, That's this is a regular season award. Maybe in the playoffs, Anthony Davis cranks it up and he could do a lot more. But uh, regular season, Jaron Jackson's probably been the best defender in the NBA this year. That being said, uh, offensively, it's not even close. Anthony Davis is a great defender, and uh, offensively this year, he's been ridiculous. That stretch he had in, what was it, December, where he just went nuclear, and he was, he was like, not the best player in the Lakers. He was by far the best player in the Lakers. Uh, since then, LeBron James kicked into third gear, and he started revitalizing his season. Now he's one of the guys that people kind of try sneaking him in the MVP race, which 
It's stupid, but they try because uh, they'll always do that when LeBron, you know, averages 30 points. However, the, the one thing is, like, Jaron Jackson's played more. Like, that's, that was the, the, the concept in my head. Not really. He's played 12 more minutes than Anthony Davis this season. Damn. Once I saw that, I was like, that's it. it's, it's, it's stupid. I it's didn't dumb. know that one. And that's why we bring you on, Phil. That's our uh, NBA guy. And that's going to wrap up the podcast for today. A good job. We're getting more into NBA with football ending. So it's now your time to shine. Um, and we'll be back on Tuesday, officially. So Tuesday moving forward. And um, sayonara. Have a good weekend, everybody.